When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? (laughs) Roasted Podcast is me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bill Dawes, waiting for Don Fry and Sean McCorkle to come in. I am coming to you live from Mexico. Um, I don't know how the service is going to be. Hopefully it holds up. Uh, you're in Hollywood, Bill? No, I'm down in Orange County. Oh, nice. What are you doing there? Uh, I have my, my daughters are in town. So, uh, it's my mom's, uh, my mom's birthday. Nice. And we're just, uh, we're just down here doing a little, uh, you know, got my robe, my hotel, uh, beach resort robe. Not, you got you your know. college daughter, the one, the, uh, the lesbian? The yeah, the oh, lesbian sorry. and the two-year-old. Oh, sorry. Is, 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 <laughs> can she hear me? It's okay. Uh, she knows she's, she's, a lesbian. she's like from Berkeley, the Berkeley, right? Like brilliant girl, like so proud of her. Yeah. The top of her class. Well, that's the joke. The joke is like my my daughter graduated from Berkeley, so she's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That's a, yeah, no, it's the court. They actually like set you up instead of like, you know, <laughs> when you go and get your degree, they also give you like a a rainbow bracelet or something. Uh, but that that's great, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, you know, she's got a great dad. And uh, and this is the daughter that you didn't know you had till you were 50, right? Hello? <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Adam. I'm oh, sorry, on, sorry, Adam. sorry, sorry. There's another By the way, that, 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 50, that 50-year-old joke uh, hurts because uh, someone told me on a roast I had, I had sitcom reunion face. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, that's good. And I said on stage and it killed so hard. I was like, God damn, man. I must well, really have sitcom reunion face. Well, Bill, I mean, you know, yeah, I got nothing but love for you, man. You're a black belt. You know, you're <laughs> one of the funniest people I know. You're uh, hilarious. You're, you're the, the, the most successful actor I know. I mean, other than successful actors, you're like the most successful. Other than actually successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> You you work more than anyone. Yeah. You're always on all kinds. You're a great actor, brilliant actor, brilliant actor. Um, so we're waiting for uh for for, for Fry and uh, McCorkle. Did you watch? Where are you right now? What am I look? What am I looking at? I'm looking at. I am in. Boat? Yeah, I'm in Cozumel working on a cruise ship, uh, doing comedy. You know, doing. We got twelve shows. I have a show at four thirty in the afternoon. Um, not really sure. But it doesn't make you feel like when you're done with that, you feel untouchable. Like you do any room, any club, anywhere and just murder. Yeah. I was just telling the other comic about that. Like you, you do these ships and you're just like, like a superstar on the ship. Oh, there's the comic. I got a picture blah, blah, blah. And you know, you're doing like 
12, doing like six different shows. And it's just like, you know, sometimes like a thousand people. And then you, then you get off the ship and you're like, Whoa. and then you're like, Hey, flappers, uh, uh, please call me back. Like, uh, I'm available for and Then you're getting like a <laughs> two o'clock show with flappers. Let so, me know yeah. if there's a fallout flapper. Yeah. So it's definitely like, the, the, yeah, I have such a love, hate. Yeah, I mean, it's great because the shows are great and I, I write a ton because you have, but because there's no television really, no cable, you got to pay for Wi Fi. Wow. And so you, you know, you, I work out and just write and edit. That's all I do work out, write, and edit, and then do the show. Right. It's like a retreat. It is, but I, I do miss my kid. I, I, I hate not seeing my, my, my five year old. Like it, like I, I see other kids on the ship and I get like physically sick. Like I just like I get like a chest pain. Yeah, I understand that feeling. Um Yeah, yeah. How long are you away from her? Uh this one is just one week. You know. Yeah, one week is about the time where it starts getting like tough. Yeah, and then you see right? her on FaceTime and she's crying and like and it's always like day it's always that like the first day or second day my wife's like, I miss you and I can't wait to see that D and get home and give me that come on daddy and then by like day three or four it's like i didn't sign up for this shit i'm a fucking single mom right now like fucking blah 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 this bill is due and that bill is due and what you're never home and blah 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 you know and other parents are and you're just like uh and then and then day six or seven it's like i can't wait to see you and i love you and then after like one day of being home it's like when are you leaving uh so, yeah when are you going back yeah when back are you going back by, by the way, I, I keep seeing so many of your ex girlfriends on my on my Instagram feed. By the way, Bill, they're uh, all smoking hot. They're all dating magicians now. Um, and they're, <laughs> you're, you're talking about the one, Danny. Yeah, yeah, but she's always <laughs> she's always naked with the magician. Uh, like, yeah, they love being naked together. I saw the magician show, and he was like, it, it was like a kid show, and I'm like, what a clean, wholesome guy. And now I've seen his cock like 37 times on my on my Instagram feed. <laughs> Like I wish, I wish he would make his cock disappear. So, <laughs> shout out to Murray the magician, Murray Stalchek. He, he's uh, he worked. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say his name. I, I was like, I was, oh, who cares? He's a great. He's got great sense of humor. He uh, he he posed for Playboy. Before, Murray did back in the day. Yeah, Murray did. Yeah, I think Playboy. So getting, he, I think it's getting too woke. I think Playboy is too woke. When when <laughs> when Murray's the guy, I, I, oh god, that's isn't it crazy? Like how like back in the day like there were actresses like julie mccullough who did playboy and then her career on growing pains was over like kirk cameron was like i can't work yeah. with her anymore and now every other girl has an only fans like i mean Paige van zandt yeah yeah and now you yeah you go ahead sorry like like i've seen more of her body than i've i've ever like it's every other girl it's just, it's crazy like it's like now you get canceled for not being naked. It, it, it's it's yeah, just, exactly. And now you can't know. make it a comedy unless you sexually assault five people. <laughs> it's like, it used to be a bringer show. It's like you have to have five Me Too's. It's a fucking Me Too minimum. <laughs> so uh, I started coaching again, coaching wrestling. And uh, I love oh, coaching. Yeah. Coaching is great. But uh, a couple things. First of all, this little girl, we got five girls on the team. And girls are always easier to coach than guys because they listen. And if anything, they're just too hard on themselves. Like they're never, they never have to worry about them fucking around or like being dicks to each other or whatever, going too rough. They just like, 
you have to build them up. Guys, you have to curb their ego, and girls, you have to build their ego up. But this one girl, sure. this one girl just keeps laughing every time she gets taken down. She does not, I've never seen anyone <laughs> with, with less competitive instinct, like, doesn't care. Like, she gets thrown on her head and just starts dying laughing. And I don't know what to say. What, what should I say to her? I mean, I got to be honest with you. Whenever someone starts like choking me out, I start laughing. Right really? before I come, I start really giggling. No, I, I no, but really, I, I think it's really because it, it, it really what I feel there was a, uh, I mean, I'm not at that level, obviously, but there's a major league pitcher who was a great pitcher, but he'd throw these fastballs. And when someone hit a home run, he'd say, who'd laugh? He's like, how the fuck did you hit that home run? Like, I think I'm really hard to choke. So when the choke starts coming down, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. You know what I mean? So maybe it's just like, I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, she thinks the whole thing's funny. Bad thing? She doesn't care. She's not even trying. I mean, she thinks it's funny. Oh, she's, she's not even good. She's not good at all. No, no. She just gets taken down and thinks it's a fucking big joke. But I don't want to like, I'm not going to yell at her because she's trying. No, she's not trying. She just doesn't care. Like, like she really doesn't care. <laughs> Wait, and if then, you don't care, you're not really trying, are you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. And then one kid, this little kid on, on my team, this little kid, uh, this adorable kid, kid that happens to be black. And I was like, hey, guys, what's this part of your body, of your chest? And he's like, your sternum? And I'm like, yeah, good job, nerd. Like, I was kidding. And then I, I, then I saw on his face and he, like, got upset. And I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, and, no. and, then he, and then at the end of the practice, he's like, coach, can I talk to you? He's, I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's oh, like, no. nerds run the world. I started laughing and ran off. So I was like. <laughs> so, Dude, that's so true, by the way. I mean, I got to say, like, Whitney Cummings, her, she's working on a new special. And, you know, I th she's obviously a good comic, but I think her new special is going to be really, really something something special. But she was talking about how, like, in the past 10 years, there used to be jocks and nerds, and now they've, like, fused together into this, like, weird Joe Rogan super nerd where they're, like, total, like, jock nerd combos. Like, they like science, but they also fucking powerlift and eat keto. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so your you're, 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 uh, link worked, right? The link I sent you? Yeah, uh, fucking McCorkle somehow can't get on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, no, you're dude. It's not fair. Like Zuckerberg fighting Elon Musk. I'm like, you can't have it both ways. You got to pick one lane. You can't be the biggest nerd in the world and then be like, I'm gonna be a jock too. Like you picked your. I think, but I think that's where we're at now. I mean, that's whole that's whole tenth plant jujitsu is all these. I mean, do you remember this guy named um? Eddie fucking blanking on his name. This is before Gordon Ryan and Gary Tonin kind of started coming up. Uh, Eddie, his nickname was Wolverine, but he was he was like a physicist in New York, and he, he never was an athlete in college or high school. And he was a, a physicist, and he started jujitsu kind of like out of curiosity. He was like a chess player, and then he he basically developed the John Donaher leg lock system. Wow, and then well, yeah, like that one got, kid. Oh, Eddie, Eddie Cummings, Eddie Cummings, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and then did I tell you about the whole the whole gay porn star thing. No. So you know my friend Aldo, who I coach with. So he hits yeah. me up. He's like, "Hey man, there's this kid from Michigan that wants to help coach. He's awesome. He he was like a you know a five time state champion and he's a four time All American. I'm like D one. I'm like fucking great. Like." That's what we need right now because I'm all over the world. I can't 
So then he called. I'm like, he's like, I, I think he might be gay, though. Uh, okay, who cares if he's gay, right? So then yeah. I look at his internet. He's not only gay. He's like a gay porn star. Like, like he's okay. won gay porn awards. Like, there's just all this. So I'm texting Aldo the, the video pictures of like he's got a cock in his mouth and his ass, and I'm like, well, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a team player, you know, or just like, man, you know, he's great from bottom and great from top. Yeah. So great. Aldo has a club, and uh, I'm like, look, you got to tell the parents, like, if he wants to work coach, it's great. But so now Aldo tells the parents before they come in, hey, by the way, and in LA, the parents are all like, fine, you know, like, especially the, the girls. Don't kink shame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I couldn't get him cleared at like my middle so school. So now he's the coacher? Now he's Not, the coach? He doesn't coach where I coach. It, they, the guy was like, sorry, I can't have him around. That could be a big PR, like, parents complaining, yada, yada. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but he yeah. but he coaches, but he coaches at the at like the club. He coaches at the club, which is like a my friend has a private club. Um, but I think he coaches the uh, adults. And like he does. How do you feel about that? Because I get if I had a son that was sixteen, and there was like a hot male porn star as his wrestling coach. I guess in a way I'm like, well, if he's going to get his hymen popped, at least it's a hot porn star. But. I, I called Ben Askren. I called Ben Askren. Askren was all for it. He's like, what he did wasn't really? illegal, you know. I'm not illegal, but you gotta, you know, tell the parents. And other pair, other wrestlers were like, no, like uh, there are certain th jobs you have you can't, you know. So yeah, I, I yeah, I guess so. I didn't get him cleared. Um, and then uh, last night on the cruise, they have this thing. Dude, they have this like, it's so funny because sometimes we get complaints for being too dirty. And they have this like naked scavenger hunt, not naked. They have like an adult scavenger hunt, right? With like it's uh, at night, and uh, all these like adults go there. They have like they, you know, it's like five teams full of like thirty people each, and then you have to like you know bring a bra on stage or bring underwear. But then it gets it gets crazy. Like they have like a fake orgasm contest, you know. And some guy entered it. It's like. 70 year old guy last night it was it was like like six hot chicks did it they were like oh, oh. and then one dude was like goes up there and he's like and he's like i'm good thank you and he's like yeah he's like right there oh yes he's like what is that is your hand going in lube he's like is that up my asshole oh, oh. like dude it was i was dying bro one girl <laughs> one girl last week brought brought a vibrator and started using it on herself. Like she was carrying a vibrator on her. Um, yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was, uh, it was, it was a so fake orgasm. Then you take a bucket of water and you spray, you know, I'm a squirter. <laughs> Dude, it was, uh... and then I was in the elevator, right? First time in the elevator, there's a lady in like a wheelchair. Her, her wheelchair is turned the wrong way. Some, some asshole kid came in there and hit all the buttons. So now she's got to stop on every floor. And she's in a wheelchair. Like, she can't even get out. And then wow. and then a couple came in. They're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm the comic. The lady's like, you got to meet my daughter. I'm like, I'm good. I took three flights to get there. Fucking tired. I left the night before. The cruise wasn't ready. I'm outside in Jamaica in the burning hot for like an hour. Then I get to customs. I'm there for another hour. I asked the guy, can I get on the ship? And this dude's like, hey, man, look at that girl's ass right there. He's showing me asses. I'm like, I don't want to see asses. So I'm just fucking tired. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go meet your daughter. So I go down the hallway. He's like, 
the lady's like, she's in a, her husband's in a wheelchair. Make fun of him during the show. I'm like, great. Like, like what can go wrong here? It's just, anyway, McCorkle, how are you? Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Now, number two, number one, it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with Factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's 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 nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. I'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get get rough. Look, look at these guns, people. All right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash Roasted 50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's she's adorable. All right. No more biting. We got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out Factor right now. Doing all right. I was just enjoying hearing Adam complain about going on a cruise. Like, man, you wouldn't believe that my uh, yeah. the pool wasn't nearly as big as I'd hoped and the the room wasn't uh, wasn't as clean. Like I don't know. It reminds me and of the, the views from the from the ship aren't that great. Oh, yeah, dude. no, especially especially in the mornings. But uh, it reminded me of I saw a clip yesterday of LeBron James complained about how no one understands how hard it was to live in the bubble. You know, when the NBA players had to go and live in the bubble for eight weeks, and then it showed some other NBA player that was like some kind of refugee or whatever. He goes, "Well, we were at a five star resort, so that made it a little easier." <laughs> You know, whatever that made it a little easier to survive those eight weeks, but it's uh, yeah, somebody made a, no, made a little you. video that I thought was funny. So, Bill, go. I was gonna say, I'm sure they imported some bitches into the bubble. Let's be honest, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there was a little bit of bubble. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they somehow um breached the bubble to get uh, hookers in there. So. <laughs> Uh, Sean, by the way, I had like a, a, a McCorkle uh, moment the other day. So I was with my dad in Texas and we go to this restaurant and it was my dad's birthday. It's 77. So the waitresses, I go up and I'm, I'm like, hey, can you guys bring out a cake for him? They're like, OK. I'm like, hey, anyway, you guys can sing happy birthday, which I didn't even want him to sing happy birthday. I just thought it'd be kind of funny. And they're like, oh, we can't. I'm like, why not? They're like, oh, it's copywritten. I'm like, happy birthday. Like she's like, yeah, it's a copywritten song. I'm like, no, it's like, first of all, how's but how many times have you said that lie and people were like, oh, okay. 
I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? Someone's going to show up and be like, oh, you guys are singing happy birthday and, and like give you a fine. So now I'm in this whole like argument with them how you can't copyright happy birthday. But it was, it was definitely a McCorkle um, moment. Um, so. <laughs> That's only for like movies or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they're for, like a live singing of happy birthday at a, at a fucking TJ Fridays. So, uh, in MMA news, uh, so uh, December 16th, they got Edwards versus Colby, Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards, and uh, Brandon, uh, it's Pantoja versus Roy Val. That's those are great fights. Uh, Roy Val's been winning, he's the one that was like, I'm sick of being overlooked, blah blah blah. Pantoja's the champ, um, and then um, Colby Edwards. Why do I think Colby's gonna win this all day? Like, I feel like. Usman was winning the first four and a half minutes, actually four minutes, four rounds and, and four minutes, and then got knocked out. I feel like the second show, he yeah. was the second fight, he was fighting not to lose as opposed to win. And I just, I see Colby just pressure, 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 unless he gets caught, which I don't think he will be. I see him beating uh, Leon Edwards. What about you? Uh, Bill? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I would say we got to start with Sean. He's really the expert. Yeah, it's a good point, Sean. <laughs> That's one of the few things I know anything about. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't imagine a world where Colby loses unless, like you said, it's like crazy head kick on the way in or something. But it's uh, he's too smart for that, and his cardio is too good. And uh, it's uh, it will be interesting though to have Colby. They're gonna have Colby as one champ and Sean Strickland as another champ. Like the, the UFC, man, they're. <laughs> <laughs> They're headed down some scary roads uh, with those two as uh, <laughs> champs, man, in the faces of the company. It's, uh, oh, it's and then be, what's uh, the name? You, you, you can't forget about O'Malley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be a. I, I wonder if the. Um, I don't know, man. It's Disney. They they got a lot of power, so I wonder if. Uh, wonder if anybody will get canceled or not. It seems like Disney has a way of just making things disappear. Them and Nike. Nike has like absolute literal sweatshops like Slave Factory making their shoes, and that uh, Michael Avenatti guy was going to expose it all, and then he went to prison instead. Like, it's like if you mess with Nike, you just go to prison instead. Like, yeah. oh, then, oh, John wow. Jones, too. John Jones would be the champion. Like, when he's yeah. actually, like, the good champ, <laughs> I mean, that that's hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah do you think that John Jones is actually going to go do one more fight? He said he was going to do one more fight, and then he was done. Do you buy that? Well, he said, well he's fighting Stipe at the Garden. Um, and everyone's no one's giving Stipe a, a chance, which is crazy. I know. Um, but I still, man, I feel like he beat Stipe. But that other guy, who's the, who's that Russian dude that just ran through uh Curtis Blades? You know, what I'm talking about was it Sergei Pavlich? Is that the one? I do, but I don't know his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, though. I feel like he'd be a tough matchup for John, John Jones, but who knows, man? I mean. Look, people didn't give Stipe a chance against Ngannou the first time. Uh, he beat Cormier two out of three. It's just he's just yeah. a little older. But um, yeah, it's been a while though. He hasn't competed in what like five years. He's old, man. He's got to be in his mid forties by now, right? Doesn't he have to be close? Did you ever spar with him, Sean? Yeah, I did. He was uh, actually he really really surprised me. He was a uh, he wasn't as good of a wrestler as I thought. But he was a far better grappler than I thought, which I thought would be the opposite because I know he 
I don't know if he wrestled in college. I know he played baseball in college, but I had heard he was a really good wrestler. But um, he, uh, man, his 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 grappling, his jujitsu was slick. Man, he he pulled. It actually got me in a weird submission I had never been in, like an inverted armbar. Like it was such a weird position, I literally didn't know how to get out. Like I had never seen that position before, so I was like, I tried to have him explain it to me like five times after, and I still didn't get what he was doing. I just knew I was in a weird position, and my elbow was feeling like it was going to snap in half. So it was. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's slick on the ground, man. He's really, really slick. Good standing up, too. He's a good boxer. Did you tap? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did tap on that one. I also, they kept wanting me to, like, they kept wanting me to roll with him and spar with him, and I was sick that weekend. I was in Cleveland. I told him, I said, listen, I really don't feel good, which they didn't tell him that. His coach still wanted him to. So I was, like, rolling with him, and I would go in the bathroom and throw up and then come back out and roll with him some more. And then the next day he was real sick and he was like, yeah, man, I must have picked up something. I said, yeah, I told your coaches I, I was sick before. And, one, you know, I asked him, are you sure you want me to train with him? He's like, wait, you told him you were sick. And they said, yes. And they and he, I was like, yeah, they said they really need some bigger bodies in there and had to take advantage of it while I was over there. But he was actually really mad about it because I gave him my super virus I had or whatever it was. Yeah, he was throwing up for days. So I told him I didn't think it was a good idea, but his coach was having it no other way. So, By the way, I'm in a fight with Tim Sylvia online. Because oh, when, yeah. when Juliana Pena won her fight, I said, I'll bet anyone 20 push-ups, Pena will win. Like I just I like made the challenge. Or maybe it was Carla uh and Rose. But see, so Tim Sylvia took me up on it. Everyone took me up on it, like a hundred people. And I won, right? So I had everyone do right. push-ups and like film themselves, and then I would just make fun of people as like like the worst push-ups or tell them they were serial killers and they look terrible or how many bodies you have just like completely shit on them right and then they're like hey man thank you that's made my day well fucking tim sylvia is like i'll do it so now it's been two years and he still hasn't done push-ups right so every like six months i'm like hey tim still waiting on those push-ups so then he writes back i'm not the kind of guy that videotapes myself at the gym right and <laughs> And I was like, yeah, it's hard to videotape yourself with something that you that you don't do, right? That, you, that you've never done or like just completely he walked into it. And then everyone's yeah, like, Yeah, he oh, walked right into that. You can't be mad at that. No. <laughs> and then, by the way, he happens to have a girl who's smoking hot. I don't know if like it looks like it looks like what like basically like it looks like a caveman or just like he hit her over the head with a club or something. But I don't know how. <laughs> Tim Sylvia has a smoking hot girl, um, but uh, good, good for him. But yeah, and then uh, over the weekend, you see Sam Alvey won his karate combat fight. You see that, Sean? I I did not. I didn't. I okay. didn't even know. But if I were betting, I would have bet on a loss with his recent streak. <laughs> but if uh, yeah, no, I don't actually know Sam Alvey. He's probably a nice guy. I just he's know he was a, little, he's such a nice guy. But he makes about. He's got like seven kids. Like I think he adopted like three more kids recently. He's got like seven kids, and I think he lives on a farm. And somehow he makes nineteen TikToks a day. Like everything, <laughs> <laughs> and then he does stand up comedy now, and he has time to compete in in karate combat. And he won. He because he he lost like eight fights in a row in the UFC, but somehow he has time to do all this stuff. And his his uh. His wife is his trainer. You know, his wife was a model. Like she like won America's <laughs> next top model or something. Like she's fucking like pretty damn hot too. 
So here's Sam Alvey. I have a feeling that if you're, if I have a feeling if you're going from the UFC to uh, karate, that you're probably taking a step down in competition. I feel like maybe, maybe <laughs> the guys in the karate combat league are not what he's used to. He said yeah, who's doing karate anymore? No, dude, it's a whole league <laughs> called karate combat. Um, it's pretty big. Like the the announcers were like GSP, Boz Rutten, and uh, and like somebody else. So here's Sam Alvey and his knockout over the weekend. <laughs> looks like karate to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic karate. Yeah, classic striking at one your opponents on the ground karate. Yeah, with a little jujitsu upkick. I guess he yeah. cheated also on the weight. He did the whole Daniel Cormier uh towel weight, so people were very mad about that. Um but yeah, you gotta see, you gotta follow his TikTok. He just constantly makes TikTok videos and now does karate um, and karate combat, which some people are saying it's the sport of the future. Um, so, uh, <laughs> who? <laughs> Who's saying that? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> um, Mike Perry signed an $8 million contract with bare knuckle boxing. Um, Holy shit. I, I don't know how many, uh, this is what he says. Like it might be 8,000, uh, but he can't read. Uh, but it might be it might be eight million. Wait, eight eight. Wait, he's an eight figure. Oh, eight million. He's an eight million dollars. Eight figure. I was like, no, he's an eight million. He signed an eight million dollar bare knuckle boxing contract. Um, so uh, good for him. Um, uh, it's for eight hundred thousand fights. (laughs) 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 If he fulfills his contract, he will make eight million dollars. It only ends with his death. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So Israel Adesanya finally spoke about his loss to Sean Strickland. He goes, it was a nightmare. No, he goes, uh, it was a bad dream. A nightmare is like, oh, shit, fuck. A nightmare, you're scared. I was like, you just try to hit the guy, and it felt, I felt like I had noodle arms. Like, what the fuck? I felt like it was a bad dream. He was right there constantly. Whenever I was setting him up, because he was right there, his coach would help him out. And I'd be like, fuck. So he was mad because the coach kept telling Strickland what he was going to do. Um, what goes, a dirty coach. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes, good game plan from them. But also for me, I wasn't able to adjust on the fly. It was his night. It was his night. And yeah, he got it done. I made another dream come true. Well, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to fill your opponent's dreams. Like, is, is that really <laughs> losing? <laughs> is that really making? He's like a make-a-wish. All right. He's going to be standing before God when he dies and be like, what did you do for your fellow man? Well, I made Sean Strickland's <laughs> dream come true. So I did help him there. Um, but, but the thing is, Sean, have you ever had a fight where you like felt like that, like you were in a bad dream? Yeah, almost all of them, honestly. It always <laughs> felt like a nightmare. But, uh, yeah, no, the uh, when I fought Struve, man, I didn't sleep that entire week. I was just too stressed out and literally just could not sleep. It was probably being off of uh, – my supplements didn't help either because I had to go off everything three weeks out to pass the test that I never end up taking. Um, but I didn't sleep that entire week. And I knew, I just knew, man, when I was warming up, I had nothing, you know what I mean? Like I was shaking and like uh, just had no energy warming up. Cause I hadn't literally had not slept all week. And I was just like, this is not going to go well. And the whole time, the whole three minutes it lasted, it was like, it was hell, man. I was like, I am, this is the worst. Like I was exhausted from the word go, you know. You had so. a beautiful double though. Your double was amazing. 
Yeah, that was the one the one highlight. That's why I went so after that Kimura so hard because I was like, this is my one chance to win right here when I had him locked up and I better go full force. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't know he had triple jointed elbows and um, shoulders. So I, he's the one that had a noodle arm. I wrapped his arm around his head three times and he didn't tap. I was like, well, this isn't going to work. So I knew at that point. But, yeah, I know that feeling. It's funny that the feeling he's saying, though, it really is like this, like this can't be happening. Like that's what you're thinking when you're – um, losing, you know, I've had a couple, actually a couple fights like that. Like, surely this isn't happening. Um, Wait, did he really, was he really triple jointed? He said he's never been submitted. His shoulders are double jointed, so he can't be submitted with a Kimura. Yeah. So I literally, if you watch the fight, I twist his arm like a 360 degree thing and it comes back like to the, to the starting point. It's the craziest thing ever. And then he said, after he goes, I said, dude, what happened on that Kimura? I thought I had you. He goes, Oh, I'm double jointed. Look. And he like showed me how he could pop his shoulder <laughs> in and out. And he said, That's I've never been submitted with that. Yeah, he was like, I've never been submitted by anybody with that because um, I, I'm so I'm double jointed. I was like, well, that would have been nice to know going in. That would have been nice <laughs> on the scouting report, you know. But I do think it's awesome when you were saying earlier, it's funny when a guy, I've always thought that when a guy calls out there like a uh, low kick into a double, you know, or whatever like that. And I'm like, you just told his opponent exactly what you want him to do. He can hear it too. Like, I always wonder if it's like, if you're fighting Matt Hamill, that's one thing. But if you're not fighting Matt Hamill, the opponent can hear also. I always thought that was fun. <laughs> but the thing was, <laughs> I guess, but he wasn't even, I guess he was, it wasn't even like his opponent was calling it out. Like, like Eric, what's it, Exnick at uh, Extreme Couture? He just, he just knew what he was going to do. He just saw like the fight through Israel's eyes. It was like, oh, he's he's setting you up for this. He's setting you up for that. He's doing like that's that's a great. Oh, call. so it wasn't Israel's corner called it out. I thought you said it was Israel's corner no, telling was, him what to do. It was Strickland's corner. Strickland's. Oh corner God, yeah, that would be really disheartening. Yeah. Like, can you imagine wow. everything you're about to do? He's doing this. He's doing, like, like that's a great that <laughs> that is a great corner right there. That I that mean, is the guy's like a genius. Oh um, yeah. Uh, by the way, did you guys watch UFC Noche? <laughs> no, I was asleep because I was tired. That Noche. <laughs> I still don't, I still don't get the uh, the Noche thing. I'm so lost. Uh, did you watch it? No, I didn't. So uh, uh, Don Fry just said twelve o'clock. Uh, correct. Um, right now. <laughs> so, so like. Uh, twelve. No, so I said ten o'clock your time. I told him ten o'clock. Right? Didn't you? 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 you Sean, you, you saw that, right? I said ten o'clock his time. Yeah, you said. Uh, yeah, you said ten o'clock. Yeah, because you're on the same time as him, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you Adam, said. If there's a discrepancy in the scheduling. I'm going to side with you 100 percent of the time over Don Fry. <laughs> well, here he is. <laughs> Here he is. Um, let's see if he watched the UFC Noche. I, I don't think he watched the UFC Noche. Uh, My money's up, on no. Don, how are you? Good, partner. How you doing? Good. Did you watch UFC Noche? No. <laughs> Noche? Noche. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Well, th th there was a couple things that happened, but uh, Grasso beat uh, Shevchenko. Actually, it was a split draw. It was actually, I thought, I thought Grasso won. They gave, they gave her a 10-8 round in the fifth, which was no way a 10-8 round. So Shevchenko would have won, but now I guess the UFC is doing a whole seminar with judges on what is a 10-8 round and what isn't a 10-8 round. 
Like that's how bad the judges right. were. Um, it, should be, it, it should be simple. It's a simple fucking thing, though. It's a knockdown. Did she get knocked down? No, she 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 went well. for a throw and then slipped, missed the throw, and then the girl took her back, but she didn't get knocked down or hurt. But it was well, yeah. Was it a 10-8 round? Then? 10-8 round. 10-8. Uh, 10-8 round is when you get knocked down, you know? Yeah, and then... um, I, I think, you know, Adam, I do think it's a good thing that it only took 750 events and hundreds of fighters being robbed <laughs> on the scorecards for them to say, maybe we should educate these judges a little bit. Like, after, yeah. after, after, yeah, what, 20 years and, like, everybody being 30, robbed constantly, at least once a fight, every, once an event, somebody's completely robbed, they're like, maybe we should teach these judges what we're looking for, so... Dude, it was crazy. And then uh, that kid that was 17 years old, they signed Rosas. So they UFC signed a 17-year-old. And um, Of course. I still say it's just because he's so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> so his first couple fights he won. His last fight, he, I wouldn't say he got exposed, but it, it was clear it was clear that he could have waited till he was 20, 21, 22 for them to sign him. Then they give him this guy – this guy from uh, Alaska who has been knocked out the two times he fought in the UFC, he got knocked out in the first round. He only has won in Alaska, this guy. And <laughs> guess what happened? Uh, he got knocked he out. He didn't by fight him. in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, he made Rosas look like a fucking K-1 striker. I mean, it was the biggest, it was a layup and a half. Um, which, I, you know, it is what it is. But they I heard made he made Rosas look like one ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> what <Yes>. I heard. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Uh, then there was a guy named Charlie Campbell from Long Island who tried to like uh, he, he like tried to prank DC during his speech, um, and DC was not happy. Here, I'll show you the video. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, like I, I <laughs> the kid the kid won his fight. He looked good. And of course, he kind of uh, he kind of ruined it with his like you know this whole pro wrestling. Um, let's see if I can find it. All right, so here we go. Share the screen. Um, all right, where, where we go? So you see, uh, here we go. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So here we go. Do you guys see this? Yeah, you guys uh, see yeah. it, right? All right. Yeah. 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 So here we go, and. Uh, this kid, Charlie Campbell, six six wins by knockout. What did you think of my boxing? I it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. What's up, people? Listen, today we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, I'm not talking about a baby, although that's adorable. We're talking about your baby makers. Boom. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensible skin. Trust me. And they deserve products not only skin safe, but also with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com. And use the code... MMA roasted for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, 
Manscaped, I used to have the the hairiest nuts. It was it was it was rough. I mean, girls would go down there, they would choke. Okay, I, I one time I had to go to the hospital. It was just ugh, nothing worse than you know in the middle of a of a BJ having a, a girl having to like go up and go whoa, 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 and start ripping out hair. It, it's not good. It's 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 bad. It, it it happens to the best of us. Okay, some of you uh, friends may be Armenian or Italian or just just hairier people. All right, maybe not. But the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one stop shop for the man who deserves it all, and that's you. Okay, they designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. We're all about elite. Okay, the lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer, and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature, propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof. You can shave with less mess. Trust me, you don't want nose hairs and ear hairs. It's not good, okay? You want to get laid? You want to have fun? You want to relax? Check it out. Go to uh, the Platinum Package 4.0. They cover all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off and free shipping with the pre with the promo code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA Roasted. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So check it out and enjoy everything. <laughs> so I guess uh, his big fucking moment. His big moment. And he has to take a shit. <laughs> in the center of the octagon, huh? <laughs> so that I guess The Rock did that back in the day, but yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. anybody else realized it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think all those fans are fans are gone. They moved on. <laughs> and that girl, you know, that remind me of Adam. That remind me of an open micer trying out like a new joke. You know? Oh, oh yeah. Or Brendan Schaub trying out an old joke. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Closer. All right. Yeah. Closer. So Lupe won. And uh I had a feeling it was like, look, whenever they do UFC Australia, they throw in a bunch of guys that are gonna lose to the Australians. Like it just so now you right. UFC Noche, it seemed like the Mexican fighters had an advantage in this situation, right? So Lupe fights this girl. Well, yeah, ask Rinko. Ask Rinko. He's so guarantee you that. Yeah. So, ask who? Jermanko. She lose. Did she lose in this fight? Yeah, she, no, it was a split draw. So she 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 get she get the title. But this girl, other girl, was like, she, she, Lupe can. But this girl, Elise Reed, they're like, she's a Renaissance woman. She's a owns a gym. She's a black belt. She's a mom. She's in the army. Like once they said she was in the army, I'm like, oh, it's over. Like. <laughs> Like at a certain point, you gotta like just. It just seems like you could spread yourself too thin, you know. Uh, it just kept going, and of, of course, uh, she has she had heart, but um, yeah. All right, so uh, I gotta say, uh, pro wrestling has may has may, may have hit an all time low. Don, I gotta Don and Sean, I gotta show you this this wrestling. Somebody sent me this, and I I I'm kind of speechless. So. Here we go. If I can find it. Pro wrestling's hitting an all-time low. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> That's pretty the, low. It's not the same. That's, that's hard like, to accomplish. <laughs> it's uh, like uh, yeah, they, they've hit rock bottom to show signs of digging, huh? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's not coming up for some reason, but uh, when it comes up, I'll show you guys. All right. In the in the in the in the uh, the meantime, 
So uh, Tyson Fury, uh, he was he was actually mad. He was actually mad that Mike Tyson was training him and not him, uh, not Tyson Fury, tracing training Ngannou and not Fury. He said, after all, he's named after him. Um, and he goes, yeah. so Fury looks like he's uh, not in great shape. And Gano looks like he's in tremendous shape. But Tyson Fury goes. When, when has Fury ever looked like he was in great shape? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. But he looks even worse. But he says about Ngannou, he's not going to last. His body is too good. I told you about these ripped bodies. He's got too many muscles. And he looks too good. When I felt him like this, and he was all hard as I was feeling him, he was hard. And I knew he's not going to win because his body's too good. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was thick and hard and I, 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 and wet. Yes, yes. Sounds like he's getting one of those letters to the playhouse. Pulsating, circuit pulsating, yes. Oh. <laughs> Don, did anyone ever say that about you, about your body if it was too good back in the day? No, no. Especially my ex-wife. She always thought I could always work harder. You know, <laughs> I never worked hard enough. <laughs> then she started telling me, telling me how I should fight. You know, I was, you know, so. Did she really? Oh fuck yes! Oh yeah, she had no shame. Yeah, to tell me how to fight, she never been in a fight in her fucking life. Yeah. What would you say? She was, <laughs> I just laugh at her and walk away. <laughs> or, say, or be a be a pussy and say yes, dear. Yes, dear. What did she say about your Takayama fight? Ah uh, hell, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that she yeah. was rooting for Takayama. I'm guessing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I cheated. I cheated. Sean, my uh, my ex-wife did tell me this is not during a fight. My ex-wife did tell me one time in my early professional career. I told her I didn't understand why all my friends wanted to see me lose. Like deep down, they secretly wanted to see me lose. And she was like, "Why? Well, even I wouldn't mind seeing you get punched in the face every now and then. And <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, you're serious? She goes, yeah, I mean, you think you're a lot tougher than you are. So I'd like to see you get your ass whipped once. And she was dead serious. I was like, thanks, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Good to have you on my side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now this dude wrestling right here is now, can you guys see this? He's wrestling a tent. Yeah. Hold on, I'll show you. Stare down. Whoa. Oh, oh. escape there. Nice reversal. I mean, these <laughs> used to be the closest of friends. They they, they were partners, basically. Hang them up, man. That tent just reversed. Oh, Whoa. He threw him out of the ring. Wow. Look at that. He escaped like a puss. He jumped out of the ring. <laughs> I mean, like, I would actually watch that whole fight. I, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. <laughs> it's better than some of the matches I was involved in, I'll tell you. <laughs> Does anyone know the history between the beef between that guy and the tent? Like, what, <laughs> what exactly? Kind of heat. Yeah, and surrounded in heat. <laughs> I think he fucked his girlfriend inside the tent. <laughs> the tent got mad. <laughs> uh, it's so. a zippered affair. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, when I'm pitching a tent, I'm by myself. 
Um, hey. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was good. That was good. I liked it. Um, <laughs> by the way, Don, yeah, what, do think, what did you think of uh, Lauren Boebert, Don? So she, the, the congresswoman from um, Den, from Colorado that was getting her tits felt up at Beetlejuice. Did you see that? No, but no. What a whore. What a dumb whore. <laughs> she cheated on her husband too, right? No, I guess they're like divorced. I don't know if they cheated, and she was out at Beetlejuice, and she was vaping, and said, and she got kicked out. Her and the guy got kicked out. She gave the person the finger, and then people were mad at her for vaping. Shit, I wasn't vaping. Then they actually had like some kind of a, a dark camera, and the whole time the guy's feeling her tits, and then she's like giving him a hand job over the pants. I don't know. It's like a kind of a fun date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you, you expect more out of a congressman, though. You know, shit. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. time I was thinking you meant Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. I was so confused. What's Beetlejuice? <laughs> no, she went to go see Beetlejuice the musical in Colorado. Oh, I didn't know what that was. I thought I thought I was saying I was imagining the guy from Howard Stern show feeling her up, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on <laughs> in this scenario. Maybe <laughs> reaching up. He went up on her. Yeah, Yeah, no, not Beetlejuice from Howard Stern. Um, And then there was another uh, fight over the weekend uh, where this guy tried a a different tactic. I've never seen this tactic before. Uh, I want to know what you you guys think. Should this be legal? Bruce Buffer thinks it should be. (laughs) I think you should be able to pants people, of course. It's hilarious. Right. Right. Uh, Don. That's called desperation. That's that's the that's a desperation move when you know you're getting your ass kicked and you grab somebody else's ass. You know, he <laughs> it'd be funny if the guy turned around and shed on him. <laughs> I feel like people do the shocker and the and the and the butthole out of desperation a lot. Really? Yeah, that happen every date you're on. <laughs> I know in uh, I know in wrestling that really is a uh, something they teach guys, or at least I know my wrestling coach taught me that. But no, um, they really do teach them to go to check the oil if you're uh, you know in a bad position in uh, wrestling. That's a yeah, yeah. No, we but that wasn't your wrestling coach. That was your Boy Scout leader. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I was insinuating. <laughs> and the other guy requests that you do it, though. You know you're in trouble. <laughs> He's so, like, now, now you show me that you know how to do it. <laughs> so this week, this week uh, in Bellator, Johnny Eblen, who's thirteen and zero, never lost a round. This dude, he beat Musasi. He, he's the main event. He's the guy that I was like, I wrote a joke, like, you know, watching Bellator is like taking home a girl with a hairy bush. Not my first choice, but I'm, I'm still going to do it, right? <laughs> so then he writes, kind of like your comedy shows. This fucker, right? So then there. he came to my comedy show. <laughs> then the guy came to my comedy show in Florida. I had two shows. One had like 200 people. One had seven people. He comes to the one that has Did seven. he ask for tickets? Did he ask for free tickets? No, I gave him free tickets. But he came for the one that had seven people. And like he was the best sport. He's the coolest motherfucker. But he's fighting Fabian Edwards, who's uh, Leon Edwards' brother in the main event. Um, of course, it's Bellator, so no one's talking about it. No one's hearing about it. But uh, it's actually a good uh, 
It's actually a pretty good fight. And then uh, Aaron Pico is fighting, uh, who was like, Pico was like the number one top rated high school wrestler in the country that he went right to the Bellator. He lost his first fight. He was fighting like an idiot, but now he's like six and oh, we lost he, his shoulder popped out like two fights ago. Um, so he's fighting Calvajo. So that's going to be a good fight uh, in the UFC. Are you going to watch the UFC this week? Adam, Adam, before you do the UFC, can I just say something? I got to yes. plug you. You're a great comic. But there's no better comic in the world in front of seven people than Adam Hunter. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Your ability to do like really small crowds is fucking unparalleled, dude. I sometimes don't know I what like it is. Better. I like it better sometimes. I, I, to be honest, me and my dad saw Chappelle one time back. It was right after you did The Nutty Professor. And there was like seven people there. And he did an hour and a half. And we were both crying laughing. Uh, like some comics, they go to a show and there's nobody there. And they're like, they take it out on them. I'm like, fuck yeah. it, give them the best show possible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. UFC, Fazaya versus Gamry, two amazing fighters. Gamrod, uh, he uh, he beat Jalen Turner. That's the guy that was afraid of uh, spiders. So he went out and got spiders, <laughs> and now he breeds them. Uh, but he lost to Benil Dariush. And uh, Fazaya lost his last fight to Gaethje. Um, it was a good fight, though. He beat RDA, beat Bobby Green. Um, be Hanato. What do you, what do you guys think about this fight? Anything? I'm trying to figure out how I haven't heard of either of those fighters with all the people they've beaten and fought. Like, I don't know yeah. what, how do I not know who they are? That's strange. Um, all right. So also Bryce, for Bellator. Oh, this oh, is UFC. This is UFC. Um, so Bryce Mitchell, he's the guy that was like, you know, who? he's the guy he's from Arkansas. He thinks the earth is flat. He was undefeated up until his last fight, but he fought, he fought a stud. He also undefeated until he lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to debate Joe Rogan on Flat Earth. He uh, jerked <laughs> off into his sock, and then what? Kraus told a really funny story about that. Like, um, he's just a really funny guy. Like, he's hilarious. Uh, he's on the podcast, right? He's a friend of the pod, right? A while back, he did it. Um, he's always on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Saying he's not getting rid of his guns, he's got he's got like seven hundred and twenty guns. Um, yeah, more than how me. amazing is it that he's on MMA roasted and Tucker Carlson? That's amazing <laughs> That's, that those <laughs> that those two worlds collide through one he, fighter. He, he trains out of his backyard, uh, like basically he's always in. A, so anyway, recently he was very mad at, at his ex girlfriend. You guys want to see what happened? Yes. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Was his ex girlfriend a tent? Then definitely show it. No, no, his ex girlfriend was cutting down his fruit tree and he made a video about it that got 3.7 million views. We'll show you guys what happened. Uh, Bryce and his ex girlfriend's fruit tree. So I'm out of town for my fight and my coward ex girlfriend came by my house and vandalized my house yesterday. She destroyed all of my fruit trees. Now, my ex-girlfriend runs a tattoo shop on Booth Street. And for the love of God, if you're not evil and you're not a coward, don't give her your business. The tattoo shop on Booth Street, the woman that runs that, came by my place and destroyed all my fruit trees. I've been working on those trees for years, and she came by last night and killed them all. I'm making this post because this shit is evil. And I'm begging the, the community of Cersei to help me. Guys, I'm out of town. And my animals 
and my wife is at home by herself. I please, I need my neighbors to help. I need my neighbors to help. This evil woman is going to come by. She's threatened to kill my dogs. She's threatened to kill me. She's threatened to kill my all my animals. And I'm telling you, last night she came over and killed my trees. Now that my trees are gone, she's going to try to kill me. She's going to try to kill the dogs. And she's going to try to kill Aaron. For the love of God, can the people in Cersei please help me? And she runs a tattoo shop on Booth Street. And that's really all the information <laughs> you need to know. But I'm telling you, this woman is evil. And, and Cersei, I don't even know how. But I need your help. I need your help, Cersei. Please. That while I'm gone, this woman is going to try to burn down my shit. And uh, I don't know what else I can do about it. But my neighbors, please help me. So, uh, thoughts, guys? So many questions so, like, I have. Sounds <laughs> like a freebie to me if she's making all those fucking threats and he can go chase her down and defend his life, right? It's a freebie. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's a couple things. Do you notice that the animals got top billing over the wife? Uh, <laughs> well, what do you expect, man? It's from Arkansas. But, like, go to the tattoo parlor on Booth Street. Every time he said that, I started laughing. Like, like the, the least surprising part of that whole story is that there's a tattoo parlor on Boot Street. <laughs> if it's Boot Street, there's guaranteed to be a tattoo parlor on it. I guarantee. You. Like, don't give her your business. Like, or we think people were like on their way to get a tattoo and then saw that. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna get one from like, <laughs> like, uh, Don. That's, that's I, a threat for violence. Yes, Don. How many? Have, do you grow fruit trees? How long it take to grow a fruit tree? I don't know. My ex-wife killed mine. Dude, and I was, I was out, kicked out of the fucking house. Yeah, Wait, how do you fucking... kill a fruit? How do you kill a fruit tree? Do you chop it down, or I mean, that's like oh, in Arizona, Arizona, you got to fucking water them. You know, we don't get rain often enough, so you gotta, you know, you got to make the effort to give them water. And she uh, did not make the effort to give them, drag the hose over there and give them water. But yeah, Bill, you think he has to like a chainsaw and she's cutting out? Like, but like, how do you kill a fruit tree? Like, can you be more specific? I mean, did, well, did she turn off the uh, hose? She, what did you do? She probably, uh, she probably fucking stood out there and nagged at it, you know, and it committed suicide. <laughs> hung itself. The tree just fell it hung down. itself from another tree. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I don't know why. Some people were like, uh, the comments were like, tell me you're from Arkansas without telling me you're from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, I, I hope Rice is focused for this fight. Yeah, EJ is really good. Um, but, man, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's some crazy stuff. Like, that's yeah. some crazy stuff to take into the cage with you worrying about your fruit trees. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're back here trying to get warmed up thinking, man, my apple tree is gone. When I get back, that is going to be a real bitch. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And also, who says fruit trees? Would they be like, my apple trees? Right. My orange tree. It's like just general. <laughs> there's a bouquet of fruit hanging from the tree. That's <laughs> a tree that's very versatile. It can be, it can be whatever. You don't know what's coming out of it. <laughs> There was a fighter, this fighter from uh from Africa. I forgot his name. He's he's like, don't worry, Bryce, I got your back. And he and he, and he bought a plane ticket to Arkansas. <laughs> uh, Sadiq Youssef, he wrote, "I got your back, Bryce. Don't worry." 
Oh my god, that was so funny. I I I was like anyway. Uh, also, the karate hottie is taking on Marina Rodriguez. Both of them have lost two in a row. Um, and then uh, Jake Collier, he's the guy that started off at like one eighty five, and now he's at two eighty five. He was the guy that like was this big fat dude. He went to a wedding at like twenty one. Someone's like, you got to do jujitsu. You're too fat. Next thing you know, he was training under like a, a treehouse. And now he's in the UFC. Uh, he's still training in a garage. Um, he's lost his last couple fights, but he's fighting Kamar Usman's brother, uh, Mohammed Usman. So those those two are fighting. Uh, and then Hannah Goldie, that's the girl that tried to grab Dana White's dick. Remember? Um, <laughs> after she got off the scale, she reached for his his dick, uh, and then he like moved away. So uh, she's she's still there. So and. Uh, and then she didn't get she didn't get arrested for you know uh, assault. You know, come on, man! What? What? This is fucking twenty twenty three, isn't it? Equal yeah. now, equal rights. It's fucking yeah, murder. exactly. Um, and then uh, the PFL announced they're going on pay per view, their main event, pay per view. Uh, I don't know who's paying for this, but uh, Clay Collard versus OAM, um, Larissa Pacheco versus Marina. Maknakina, um, uh, Muhammad Ali's son or his grandson, Biagio Ali Walsh, is taken on Joel Lopez in an amateur fight. Uh, Joaquin Silveira, who's Conan Silveira's son, is taken on Impa Casanaga. Impa is the guy I knew he was training my friend, it wasn't even in the PFL. He was like, got cuffed for the UFC, and now he's fighting for a million dollars. So uh, and then Kayla Harris is back fighting Julia Budd, but I don't know who's gonna order this PFL pay per view. Um, I happen to know these people, so I I might. But that how that much was, is the pay per view? I don't $1. know. Dollar ninety nine. I think it's like fifty bucks. Um. So uh, anyway. So with Adams by, they should clear about fifty dollars. <laughs> is my guess. Yeah. <laughs> it should be the gross. So, uh, Sean, how you feeling? How am I feeling? Uh, <laughs> I'm alive, I guess. That's that's about the best that could be said. Yeah. How's your um, physical therapy? Uh, it sucks, man. Yeah, I got to go uh, multiple times a week, and it's like an hour and 15 minutes away, so it sucks. But uh, it doesn't help at all. It just makes me real sore afterward. But uh, it's part of jumping through the hoops you have to do to uh, try to do this thing called uh, to, to make this really boring um they've got this new procedure they do where they can actually you know how you can have your knee scoped or your shoulder scope where they take a camera in there this thing i'm trying to have to do they can actually do your spine now they can actually put a camera in there and look and uh, find out what nerves are damaged or impinged or whatever and laser them off so that's what uh i'm arguing with my insurance company down to do i gotta do so many physical therapy appointments just to prove it's not going to work as if the 12 years of things i've been doing doesn't prove that they're not going to work um, so I'm jumping through their hoops, but no, I have a lot of hope for, uh, for that to work, man. It's a brand new thing they're doing. I got to go out of state to do it, but, uh, hopefully it'll work. So, um, did you, did you ever get hold of that guy that, uh, gave me a name and number two in Ohio? Yeah. Yep. I just talked to him yesterday. Yeah. I tried his supplements. It, uh, didn't have quite the effect, uh, that I was hoping for, but, um, it also came completely melted because, uh, yeah, yeah. in the heat. So I don't know if that had something to do with it or not. So yeah, it happened to me the first time. It happened to me the first time. 
So, you know, I couldn't gauge it. Just had to take a big old chew, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> uh, next time he, he sipped it in, in ice, yeah. Yeah, that's how mine, I just got mine yesterday. So it's not melted. So we'll see what happens. So. And then uh, what do you got coming up? Anything, Bill? Oh, uh, what? When's the show come out? Now, uh, today. It'll come out today. If anyone can come <laughs> to Covina Laugh Factory tonight, please come tonight. Also, a uh, Vegas, uh, November thirteenth through nineteenth, which is F one week at the at the Vegas Laugh Factory in Tropicana. Come to that. Um, and otherwise, oh, otherwise, yeah, Bass Reeves on Paramount Plus. I'm not allowed to promote apparently, but fuck it. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah, watch that. What, what's it called, Bass Reed? It's called it's called Lawmen. It's a Taylor Sheridan uh, series. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, guys- it's about it's about a black uh, bounty hunter. Um, I, I I read about the uh, I read on about this guy two years back. He's a pretty tough bastard. Yeah, he was a fucking beast, and I had to do the whole thing in blackface, which was really challenging. No, I'm yeah. just gonna play a racist <laughs> and try to kill him. That's, <laughs> a, that's a bold choice in these days. Wait, what do you play? A, 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 a racist guy who tries to kill him? Of course. Nice. That's awesome. I would have thought Don got that part. But... <laughs> oh, man. I would cast Don. You wouldn't have the audition. Shit, they just <laughs> send me your sizes. <laughs> and then, Don, what do you, Don, what do you got coming up? Oh, hell. What do I have coming up? Uh, I just bought a new truck. Yeah. Nice. 82, 82 Chevy. Uh, long bed, four by four, you know, and powder coated frame and uh, three fifty. It's kind of a dog, you know. Gonna have to, gonna have to, uh, you know, get some horsepower on that thing, man. Be a bigger carburetor or, or something, you know. Nice. Can you build cars, Don? Can you do that? Can you alter your yourself? No, <laughs> no, I, I get somebody to do that. <laughs> I know enough hillbillies that, that uh, work on carburetors, you know. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll be in Vegas at the Dirty at twelve thirty at the South Point Casino, October twenty eighth. If anyone wants to see me there, uh, thank you guys so much. Hope you guys have a good weekend. See you, man. Right, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, guys. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right, and there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet. I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. GamblingHelpLineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. What's up, people? I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world. I knew this kid when he was like 11. He came to my show at some casino in Fresno with his girlfriend. I think they were holding hands. It was very cute. He was about four foot six. And I was like, who is this kid? He's like, oh, I'm a big fan, man. Can I get a picture? I'm like, sure. Next thing you know, he's uh, he's murdering it. He's killing it. One of the best fights I've seen in a long time. Cody Gibson, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Adam? Good, man. Congrats on uh, your last fight. They were calling it Bonner Griffin. Like uh, I know. That's a pretty uh that's a pretty good compliment to get. Oh my God. Did it go? I mean, it was an amazing fight. One of the best fights I've seen in a long time. It was a wild fight. What would you have done differently if you had to fight Katona again? I mean, it's always hindsight's twenty twenty, you know? Like I I decided that I was just gonna walk forward in that fight and I knew because he, he wants to try to push me against the cage and hold me. Like if you watched a lot of his pre previous fights, he'll just hold guys against the cage for like two, three minutes, kill the clock. Like, and I was like, well, he's not going to be able to take me down if I'm in the middle of the octagon. I just knew my wrestling would be able to stuff his takedowns, but could I get slowed down against the cage? He seems to be really good at that because he does it to good guys. And so I just figured if I'm moving forward, then he can't take me down and he's going to have to strike with me for the full 15 minutes. And I like my odds there. And But then I think about it in retrospect and I'm like, maybe I could have played like the outside game, use my footwork, you know, been more elusive and evade, you know, like just try to hit and not get hit. And maybe I would have had an easier fight or maybe I would have been held against the cage for 15 minutes and nobody would be talking about it. So do you think you won the fight? I didn't think I did. No. I thought I won uh, more of the fight. Like, I would both of the second and third round, like, I win more of the round, but the parts I lose, I lose pretty decisively. And and the way they judge the fights, the number one criteria is damage. Um, and then number two is effective striking and or grappling. So if it's based on damage, like, he wobbled me in the second round, even if I outpointed him and outlanded him. And then the third round, my eye swelled up and – he landed like 17 uppercuts in a row. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> now, now, you said you didn't think he was that good before the fight. That, that's what, that's what they, the announcer said, that you said you didn't think he was that good. He was overrated. Do you still think that or no? no I never didn't think he was that good. I knew he was good. I just, when I watched his fights, you know, I kind of got, a, I got some word of who was going to be in the house or likely. And so in that hotel the whole time before, where they took our phones away from us. I was just scouting, you know, just watching film. But what else? I, I could only watch so much cable TV right, before right, you're right. just like, so yeah. I was just watching a ton of film, taking a bunch of notes, sending it to my coaches back home who were watching films, sending me their notes. And so it was like watching his fights. I was like, dude, this guy is freaking boring, man. He just holds guys, doesn't do anything, doesn't even try to hurt them, doesn't do any damage. And so that was my critique on him was like, you don't really like to fight, do you? Like, 
like deep down, like you kind of know guys that don't really like to be in the fire and like take risk. And so that was my critique. But then I watched the semifinals fight. I didn't get to see it live when it happened against Tim or Valiev. I was in the back about to fight after him. So I didn't get to see it. Um, so I saw it about two weeks before we fought. It was the first time I was able to get access to that video. And so I was like, well, when he's forced to fight, he can fight. He's tough. Right. Got it. Um, so I kind of knew leading into it, like, if I could stuff his takedowns, make him strike with me, it's not going to be necessarily easy, but, you know, he will fight if he's forced to. And so, I don't know. I guess we'll see in the next bracket Tota fight if my uh, critique is accurate, if he just holds the dude against the gauge for 15 minutes. Now, did you get a contract? Yeah. So they signed me. Uh, obviously, it was, it's not as lucrative as if, I would have won the show, but uh, it's not a entry level contract either. So I can't complain. And I know at my age and like where I'm at, like I'm going to make my money in bonuses. So every time out, it's going to be uh foot on the gas and make it exciting and fun and give the crowd what they want. You know, how do you do it, man? I was, I was thinking about it. Cause I, I took my kid to school today. I came back. I'm like, all right, I'm going to nap for 30 minutes before this podcast. And then I got to coach rest. I got to do a, a zoom comedy show from 12 to one. Somebody hired me to do a zoom comedy show. Then I got to go coach my wrestling. And then I got to go fly to Jamaica to work on a cruise ship. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's busy. But I'm like, man, this dude, he's got two daughters. He's in the UFC. And you're talking to me right now, like in a locker room in like the teacher room between nine 15 and 10, 15. Uh, that's, what you that's what you told me that you have the opening. Like, how do you manage to make it work? while having a full-time teacher job and training in the UFC and having two kids? Uh, just stay busy. I don't know. I'm I'm better when I'm busy, you know? Like, I like routines, and you get used to getting up early, and you get used to the schedule, and I'm still getting four hours a day in the gym, you know? So, four hours. Wow. I mean, most guys, most guys do – you know, two sessions a day, most guys do. You know, it's roughly three to four hours a day that they're spending in the gym. So I just get mine at different times, you know. When, when do you get your four hours? I'll get it like an hour and a half in the morning um, before work. I'll go and do like my strength and conditioning. Um, and then after work, I have a longer session, you know, two wow. to three hours. So you're, you're, you're getting up at what, five? Yeah, so I used to get up at four, um, but I got where I'm training now is close to my work, so and they have showers there, so I could just uh, go straight from the gym to, to work. So, um, yeah, I get up at five and then uh, go in five thirty six and get so going five thirty six, and you're doing strength and conditioning. So you're running what four miles. If I'm going to the gym, it's usually we're just straight to conditioning, like a workout. But some two of the days I run in the morning. So, so I you're just running run. what five miles, four miles, like usually four, four to five miles, yeah. And then you're lifting. Do you have a coach, strength and conditioning, or just you? I have a coach, but um, I can't afford them when I'm not in training camp, like when I'm don't have a fight. So I just do the classes, like a, it's kind of like CrossFit, you know. You're not even shaving your eyebrows. I'm looking at your eyebrows right now. You don't even have time to shave your eyebrows. Those are some thick eyebrows. You look like, like you're like Ar 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 Armenian or something. All right, so okay, so you're getting up, you're doing 
crazy pat lifting. You have a guy, you know what you're doing. Then you're going to school. Then you're dealing with what? How many, how many periods of like high school kids? I switched to junior high. So I'm at the middle school now. Oh, no. Even oh, oh, she's teaching gym. I'm teaching gym now. Oh, that's better. Okay. So you're not yeah. great papers. You're teaching kickball and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, are you coaching wrestling or no? Yeah, I, I was the head wrestling coach for the junior high team last year, which is perfect for me because it's about the level of commitment I can give them. You know, like I did, I was a high school coach for a lot of years. And I mean, I was gone all the time with them and summers and off season stuff. And so going to the, doing from doing that forever and then going to the junior high where I've got like a short season and they have a club team that I don't, I don't run the club team or anything the high school does. And so my guys will wrestle for the club team and then they'll wrestle the little, you know, eight, 10 weeks with me. And then they'll, you know, so I don't, it's not too much of a commitment. It's two and two months, two and a half months or whatever. Is it five days a week? I, yeah. We practice every day. Now, are you picking kids though? Also, throughout gym, are you like, hey, you got to wrestle? Are you are you because that's the that's like ninety percent of it. Yeah, I, yeah, we had I had forty plus kids on my team last year, um, wow. and uh, I do I do that a lot, is especially like a little dude, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, what sports do you play? They're semi athletic, or even that I had like eight or nine special ed kids on my team last year. Um, wow, so you got forty kids? Is it sixth through eighth or seventh and eighth? Six, seven, and eight. Okay, so that now you got all levels. So now you got forty kids. So you had kids that wrestled last year, year before, and then you got special ed kids. Oh my god! I, I mean, that's, pro that's probably the parents are probably thanking you so much because this is like the <laughs> one sport that like they could probably do pretty well. Um, but that's got to be hard. So, do you have an assistant coach or just you? No, yeah, I had to fight for it last year because I was like, they were just gonna give me my. They just had like one stipend or whatever, like you know. $1,500 stipend or whatever it is. And, and I was yeah. like, I need a second coach. Like, yeah. it's not safe to, for me to be like trying to run a practice with 40 plus kids. And I got so many that are, have special needs. And so I fought for it. And I told, I, I threw the liability thing out of, I was like, well, if you guys don't want to give it to me, fine, but I'm just the first thing that happens and there's a liability issue. I'm going to go back and tell the, tell the parents and tell the community like, Hey, I asked for it. They they said they didn't have the money. That's what I did because they, they had they didn't, the walls weren't padded, and I'm, the oh. kids were running head first to the walls. I'm like, <laughs> I, I wrote a letter. I go, listen, this is my last week of coach. This is the beginning. I go, I, these kids are gonna get concussions, and uh, I don't want it to fall on me. And then the next yeah. day, the walls were padded. Isn't it funny how that works? Suddenly, the money is found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had mold in our wrestling room though too. So we were wrestling like. 10 kids in a science room like that wasn't even and the walls were constantly falling on all the kids so i got kids holding up the walls and i'm like bro the, the, you're giving me no shot yeah uh, i mean it's bad enough that the other kids because i have them twice a week i have an hour and five minutes twice a week that's and, it yeah and they want me to be competitive so oh uh, <laughs> my like, oh, like, oh yeah so all right so now what so you're doing that so now you're coaching wrestling then you're going to other practice. Are you still at the uh, at Liddell's guy? What's his name? Um, Hackleman. Yeah, Hackleman. Hackleman or Hackleman? You still? You still? Now, are there other guys? So, is it, are you still the best guy in the gym? For a while, I was concerned because you were the guy. Uh, are, do they bring in other guys to beat you up? Well, my coaches could beat me up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got some good young young guys. Uh, 
but yeah, we're, we're a small team still, you know, um, we got Sammy Henson's son who moved here and wow. his brother wrestles for his brother wrestled for Iowa. And then he transferred to Oklahoma. He was a starter. He left Iowa cause they brought in real woods and he was like, felt slighted. I think like, well, you're bringing in a guy of my weight, you know? Right. Um, so he's kind of bounced around, but this kid's name Sammy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jackson Henson. And uh, he went like five and one as an amateur. And so he's ready to make his pro debut at 125s, 135s. He probably will eventually fight at 125s. But he's like my main training partner. He's just a really good wrestler, learning how to throw hands, you know. So, wow. so he, yeah. he came from uh, from D1 over to your gym? He came though. I think he didn't. He didn't, he went straight. He wrestled in high school and was good, but he didn't. He just started fighting right out of high school and didn't take the wrestling route. So, but he's a really good grappler, really good wrestler, and so I'm trying to find him, help him find fights right now. It's kind of hard. I'm trying to talk to Uriah Faber's play, uh, promotion about getting a fight. His, last name. his name isn't Sammy Henson, is it? It's yeah, it's Jackson Henson. I know he needs to change it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Um, all right, so now. How, how old are your daughters? Uh, so my oldest is seven and my youngest is three and a half. And we got one more on the way. Wow. Wow. One more daughter? Well, we find out this week what the sex is. So Congratulations, we'll man. Congratulations. It wasn't planned. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, is your wife like what are you? Because my wife, every time I go to wrestling, I drive 45 minutes there, an hour back. I love my wife. I got, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. But she's like, why are you doing this? This is a hobby. You get paid $25 a day. You don't need this. You know who does need you? Your family. Like, I get shit. For, does, do you get the same shit from your wife? Uh, yes. I mean, she's super supportive. But, of course, like, there's days where she's like, she's got to be the one to pick up the kids. And then she's got dinner and she's got bath. And you're like. Well, she's driving him too, right? She's driving him to school because if you're if you go from practice to uh, school, she's getting him yeah. ready. She's picking him up. She's uh, getting the food ready because I got now. I'm doing that the night before because I'm like otherwise. So I'm, I'm making, yeah. yeah, I'm making the lunch the night before. Otherwise, it's not getting made, you know. Or I'm just like, Ugh. and then I'm waking her up and I'm taking her to school. But if you're already gone at four thirty, so she got to take both kids to school, and then you're not back till what six, seven. Yeah, it just depends on the day. Some days I get to go home right after work. I have to like five or five thirty. I have to leave, so I'll have like a little bit of time to get. I'll be. I'll pick up the kids those days and like try to be productive. Thank and, God you uh, got that contract. Otherwise, if you would have not got that contract, you'd be divorced right now. Just so you know, you should thank Dana. Be like Dana, thank you. Now, okay, now listen. So you got that. You got the contract. Now, before you were going door to door for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that. Yes. Um, did you stop campaign? Are you still campaigning for green party or for other, uh, or, or, or what's going on there? No, no. I just, uh, I just helped out when Bernie was trying to climb that mountain, but it yeah. was a good experience. It was fun. Yeah. Now people were, were people like, you're the guy from my TV or you're the, aren't you the fighter? Aren't you the wrestling coach? Aren't you my kid's history teacher? Did you run into that at all when you came door to door? I was going like, I was on the north end of town, which was like the rough side of town. Oh, no. Um, so I was like, yeah, just trying to talk, talk to people, use my, my broken Spanish a little bit. And, <laughs> uh, 
I I still think the Hector Lombard debate that you had was one of the funny. That was one of the funniest moments in the history of the podcast. Uh, that was yeah, he made that podcast. He's just crazy. <laughs> it went off the hinges so fast. And Eve Edwards, yeah, but he like respected you. He showed you a lot of respect and love. He's like, you're very smart. I like you. You could tell he liked you. Um, but that was one of the funniest. Uh, that was one of the funniest. But Eve Edwards was on your side. Just so you know. Yeah, he was. I had to use on my side. Yeah, he he was texting me with things to ask Hector. Like once once he said that Michelle Obama has a penis, and this, then it got <laughs> then it got even it got even crazier. Um, so, are we still into, into, into politics, or have we kind of taken a, a step back? I mean, I still follow politics pretty closely, but uh, my wife tells me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's like, she's like, everybody in MMA is like a right wing conservative. So why do you want to be the one guy who's out there preaching about like unions and stuff? And I was like, yeah, I'll just. But you're not a Democrat. Either, that's that. the thing about you, though. Like, you're not even. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like you're not even a Joe Biden supporter. So I yeah. I, I think people would follow line more with you in a lot of ways because uh, they're not necessarily conservative. They just a lot of them hate Joe Biden and then want to yeah. so want to keep their guns. And, you know, I. Yeah. Uh, so, and then they think they're being lied to. I, I, I get it. You know, I'm, I don't even know what I am. I used to be, uh, I used to be a pretty hardcore liberal. And then all of a sudden you started like, well, wait a minute. And then, and then, you, and then, you, and then, you, then you start touring the country and you realize how nice conservatives are. Uh, like, like I used to have a joke that like, if, if my car broke down and I'm flagging out a car, uh, a conservative would come and help me. But a Democrat would tell me I should have a hybrid. And give me a whole lecture. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. So do you have a fight coming up? No, not right now. I'm, I want to fight this year again. I was told my manager, I was like, try to give me a December fight. But we got I got two surgeries coming up. Wow. Uh, my nose... I keep I said I have a really bad deviated septum, so I'm like can't breathe out of one nostril at all. And so they, they're gonna do surgery on that. Um and then I found out I, I have a hernia that I probably got in my training camp leading into the Bracketona fight was when I hurt my groin and I didn't know I just like iced it for a day and then was like, uh, oh, just keep training. Like it is what it is. And then uh he started when I came home and started training again. It was like hurt and bad again, and I was like, "This isn't. This is not going away." And then I went and got tested last week, and sure enough, I got a hernia. So I'm gonna have to have surgery on that. So I'm gonna have two surgeries lined up here, but hopefully the recovery's uh, you know, relatively. You're not fight. You're not fighting this year. Don't don't say that. I'm sorry, man. But dude, take care of yourself. First of all, that TV septum. If, if you can't breathe, I mean, look what happened. Well, what's his name? That guy. Uh... Dio, whatever his name is, the so the guy who just beat Robert Whitaker. Oh, Dracus. Yeah, I mean, look how much better he looked after surgery. They, I've heard of that from a lot of people. Is uh, when you get this surgery, like your cardio, you're like, holy shit, I could breathe again. And then that was a question the doctor had for me last week. He was like, how many times you broke your nose? I was like, I don't know. I don't ever. I don't know. I've, I've never even, this is the first time I've actually officially been diagnosed with a broken nose. Like, wow. cause I just probably don't ever find out. And then 
He's like, "Cause your nose is fucked." <laughs> oh my god! So, I'll be yeah, it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see if it uh, does help me like uh, get a second wind. You know, we'll see. And then um, McGregor, right? So, is he as nuts as he seems, or is he a nice guy off camera? Like, cause I you you watch him and you're like, how much cocaine did this guy take? But then you're like, well, maybe he's just pumped. Tell me about McGregor. I think the guy's on something, man. That's just not normal behavior. Like sometimes he just was, he's so erratic and like he just personality changed so much from day to day when you saw him where he would be in the background and be quiet one day and just seem like a normal guy or really nice and cordial. And the next day he's just crazy, you know? And like sometimes he would like give speeches and you're just like, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, like, I have no idea what you're saying. Like, and everyone just nodding. He has so many yes men around him yeah. that like laugh at his jokes and like nod and everything he's saying and think he's genius. You know, like, and I was just like the only guy standing there, like looking around, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> how, how jacked is he? is he? Is he as big as he looks in pictures? He's huge and his face is like whatever he did to his face. He don't look the same as he used to. Like something, yeah. he's had some plastic surgery, or he got fake teeth, or something. I don't know. Something's off about him. Well, doesn't HGH like like increase the size of your head or something? His head looks like a like twice the size it used to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what it is. I feel bad for Chandler right now because it's not looking good. Like now, Dana came out and said, like, we'll see when what happens whenever Connor's ready, but. He didn't. He wasn't as committal to like. No, this is the fight we're making. So, and I, I hope he didn't have to waste a year of his life, especially at his age and where he's at. It's like, dude, you're just like you need to be in the. That's why I'm like, I got to get back in the cage as soon as possible, as often as possible, because the wheels of this bus are gonna fall apart pretty soon. You know. Yeah, but you but you had a long layoff though too. You had years where you didn't where you were like retired. So yeah, and you've never really. I mean, you've been rocked in fights, but you've never been like. I mean, as far as I know, out cold. No, yeah, never been knocked out. So, so um, that could help you. Now, as far as as far as coaching styles, it seemed like McGregor was teaching things that really only work for him, whereas like Chandler was teaching basics. <laughs> um, am I was I right in that perception, or was that just what they showed on the television? I mean, some of their guys seem to like working with him. Um, like they would come back and sometimes they would like the practices and say, Oh yeah, we learned some cool stuff today. Other times they'd be frustrated because they would cancel practices or they would, uh, McGregor liked, we didn't understand why at the time, but he kept canceling their team's evening practice. And he would say, I'm coming to the house to do a workout. And then we figured it out. Every time he came to the house to do a workout, he was there to sell one of his products. So like, <laughs> It would be like, oh, you're sore? Here's some Tidal cream or here's some protein. <laughs> it was like a he did it four times and every time. Like on camera or off camera he was selling them? On camera. It was like the purpose of it was that he could promote whatever the product was. <laughs> and like we figured oh, it out eventually like, oh, he's just doing this to like have a little shine on each of his products at different times in the show. So it wasn't like in the best interest of the fight. And the guys would get mad and be like, oh, we got another Aerodyne workout when I need to be in a gym training, you know? So. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, McGregor, it's, it's sad because we've seen this story so many times of the guy who has like unlimited potential, gets too big, too many yes men, and then it just, it, it's over. It's over. And you're like, man, this could have been so great. And, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, his, I think he's at the point. Yeah. Doesn't get like that. <laughs> hopefully O'Malley's taking notes. Because because yeah. it seems like he could very well have the same type of, like, all of a sudden he's this megastar, got all these followers, all these yes men. He's doing very unconventional things. Uh, to get there, and hopefully he he just stays in the gym and stays or keeps the same people around him. And because you, I would hate to see that happen to him, to Sean O'Malley. He seems to have uh, the same crew, you know, like him and his coach are. His, it's like his best friend. Yeah, it's him. Um, yeah. And they seem to be like a tight little crew where you know, but McGregor seemed like that too back in the day with uh, Kavanaugh. You know, so who knows. Uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, I was I was watching, and then also it seemed like a great idea in theory of you get guys that are never been in the UFC versus guys looking for their second chance, and then you realize really quickly, oh shit! Like these guys were in the UFC for a reason, and <laughs> these other guys may have not been in the UFC for a reason. Um, and it seemed like every fight was a mismatch. On top of having McGregor as the coach, which was crazy. Yeah, but all that criticism, like, uh, oh, this is this show's stupid because the veterans obviously should kill these prospects. But then my next question would be, like, what do you think happens when you get signed to the UFC for the first time? They're probably going to give you someone who is a UFC veteran, someone who has had UFC fights. You know what I mean? And, like, and even that landing, do you see that landing Canonius kid fight this last week? Yeah. But he looked pretty solid. He, that guy was pretty good. He fought and he did okay. Like he fought tough and like it was a relatively close fight. And he went out and got, you know, submitted in 30 seconds on the show. So, right. Um, right. No, you're right. It just, but it also seemed like a lot of those guys like didn't get past the contender. Um, a lot of those prospects. Well, right. and another reason that was interesting was some of the prospects were as old as the veterans. <laughs> Yeah. Like there was, there was older, pro the oldest guy in the house was a prospect. Yeah. Which I is know. interesting. I like the kid that won, the one prospect that finally won. Kid from Rico? Boston. Yeah, I like yeah. Rico. He, he seemed like a good guy. He, um, I mean, he's your like prototypical Boston kind of attitude, but he's, he was a good guy. But after I beat him, he got super drunk and uh, he was so annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, that some of that show was like, there was one kid that, that was on the show that was like, I'm the greatest in the world and I'm the this and I'm that. And then he lost and he's like, I got to learn jujitsu. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, which kid was that? I was like, that was Landon. Landon. I'm like, wait, now is this, now you have to learn. Like maybe you should have known. <laughs> Nobody told you. And then they were like, yeah, I think if you want to get to this level, you have to be good at things. Like, like what the fuck am I? Like that, that was crazy. That, that was that was so weird. Um, but and then and then people kept trying to fight McGregor on the show. That was kind of funny. There were guys on your team that kept like trying to step to McGregor. Uh which was which is all yeah. Yeah. Well he was just talking shit, you know. And yeah. Like I wasn't afraid of Connor any more than anyone else. I don't know. 
How was uh, Ryan Bader to work with? Dude, he was so funny. Such a good guy. When I hurt myself, I tore my MCL and couldn't train for the rest of the show and had to just, like, Bader saved me, man. He, like, uh, gave me all these workouts to do on the Aerodyne bike, like, to keep my cardio up. And uh, they actually, like, saved me because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of cardio. So, he had all these cool workouts for me. He'd write them out for me and show me them. So, he's got a big fight in San Diego. I'm thinking about going down for it. Yeah, he's a good dude. He seems like a really good dude. Like he just seems like a solid. Just a, if you know, follow his Instagram. He he he'll uh his the his meme game is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, he's super like, right, right, right? Super Republican. Maybe maybe, but that's not really what I get. He just he has uh, some funny. He just shares funny ass stuff. It uh, makes me laugh. He's got a hot wife too. His wife's like the, they, you know, he's got she's like a cowgirl, or one of these like you know. Arizona fit girls with blonde hair that always hang out with other Arizona girls. It's just, you know, there's like a whole, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so Cody, uh, yeah. Hold <laughs> so Cody, so we, well, all right. So where can people follow you? Where can people support you? Uh, just Instagram, Twitter. I try to make a TikTok, but I don't understand it. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't get, I don't understand like what, like I don't see the appeal. It's not bad because I'm I'm on some for some reason I'm on 80s wrestling TikTok, so all I get like are Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man videos and like oh, those are fun to see from time to time. Yeah, like when wrestlers things gone wrong or just some crazy shit. So that like or I'm on bad movies. I'm on my like my TikTok is uh Tubi movies, which are like awfully acted and like you could hear the guy say action before the scene. <laughs> so. so uh, yeah, anyway, well, I hope the surgeries go well. Thanks for coming uh, and talking to me, and uh, congrats on everything, bro. Really proud of you. Yeah, man. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, man. Always love listening to you, so good Thanks, chat. Bro. Take care, brother. Later, dude.